dangle lens, haven't you? Right, so... Right, hello, everybody. We're recording. Um, it's uh, edition 166 of the uh, Frank and Stan chat. And uh, it's only the second time we've ventured out of the office and uh, we've ventured to Fleetwood because we've come to see Dave McPartland, who's the head teacher at uh, Blake Fleet. Yeah, yeah, it's not the easiest to pronounce. No, it's uh, too many F's in that one. Yeah, plenty of people have got it wrong over the years. <laughs> but Dave and I uh, have followed each other on Twitter for a while. And then I had the good fortune of meeting Dave at an event at the uh, Blackpool Forum. Yeah, it was Blackpool yeah. Pride of Place. Yeah, it? it was uh, a few months ago. And Dave mentioned about some amazing work he was doing. Um, he didn't rave about it. I just thought it was amazing. And uh, we thought it'd be great to come over and see it. And yeah. uh it is well we'll give you dave a chance to tell us all about it um but uh yeah here we are um second time on the road the first time was in wake well in for york wake, in york for, for wake, wake for head teachers um and uh do you notice stan we've not been invited back no <laughs> now you should be touting for a foreign trip yeah uh, somewhere exotic now like singapore dubai now you're talking yeah yeah, yeah. But just to say, uh, Stan wasn't available last week because of a wedding. A yeah, my wedding. daughter's wedding, which yeah. all went very well, um, I'm pleased to say. Uh, now we've got a peaceful time, hopefully, <laughs> for the next few weeks. Yeah. Plus, I wasn't, I've not been well for a number of weeks, uh, but I'm on recovery now. So I feel as though we're, we're getting better. Brilliant. OK, well, Dave. Who are you? For uh, those who don't know you. Uh, I'm David McPartlin and I'm the head at Lakefleet Primary School up in the mighty Fleetwood, just down the road from our our you know neighbours Blackpool. You might have heard of Blackpool. Yeah. Uh, but it's all it's all going on in, in Fleetwood, our little <laughs> peninsula. Uh we're two form entry, um, big big school, got up to a two-year-old nursery, three-year-old nursery, uh, about 50% preschool meals. So 500 kids, 100 staff. Never a dull day, but I've, I've been here nearly eight years and I, I absolutely love it. I genuinely love it. Now, you may have seen Dave on television a few times, but I mean, I, I've seen you more recently, a, a few years ago I saw you, but more recently you've been on BBC Breakfast talking about a number of issues. I don't know. What could they possibly be? Yeah. <laughs> what I were mean, they? I mean, we had the, the Britain's Got Talent Adventure a couple of years back. Um, but yeah, I, I did go on BBC Breakfast um, a couple of months ago. Just to talk about Ofsted, um, I'd, I'd put it off a, a few times. I've been lucky enough to be asked. I didn't really want to go on, on the record on national telly talking about Ofsted. It's not for the faint-hearted. And I think since, you know, since, since Britain's Got Talent, we've got this little bit of profile. I'll be honest, it felt like the right thing to do. Just, yeah. just talk openly and honestly mm. about, you know, the challenges I had with my own mental health. And, and how it makes me feel and, and some of the things that I think I think we could change for, for the best of everybody, really. Yeah, mm. so I remember I didn't really sleep much the night before, but I think I just about got the balance right. Um, it felt like it was the right thing to do. Well, I was struck by the authenticity of it all. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate and, that. Yeah, and I think colleagues I spoke to were pleased that somebody had stepped forward, you know, in, in a head teacher role to sort of just make clear how... Ofsted can make people feel, you know, it, obviously yeah. there's a, a need for it, but actually whether or not in its current form, it, it's fit for purpose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've discovered Brené Brown fairly recently. You know, I know there's people out there who've been not into Brené for a long time. And it's just that idea of, you know, vulnerability and embracing vulnerability. That That's actually a strength. That, that takes courage. Um, and, and I have been quite open about the fact that I, I do get very, very stressed and, 
I worry more than anything. I get really bad anxiety and it keeps me awake at night. But I'm really lucky. You know, we've talked about Mike Rotherham and mutual contact that yeah. we know. I've, I've read up on the, these things. And, and I'm, I, I'm a very, very confident, outgoing, lively person with a very, very big, strong, supportive network. And I'm struggling, and I, and I just worry about some of the people out there that yeah. it's not the done thing. You don't talk about it. You just, you know, stiff up a lip and things like yeah. that. And, and if you don't know who to reach out to, and I, I just kind of want to make it a bit more okay to talk about that kind of thing. And and the job's more stressful than it's ever been. You know, I yeah, think most I people's jobs are more stressful than have ever been. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that. It means a lot. I, yeah. I used to say to heads, the biggest secret of becoming a head is that nobody tells anybody else that they've been hurt. Yeah. Nobody, you, you don't get a colleague ringing up saying, I've been really hurt by something a parent said or by what Ofsted said. They just keep it to themselves and nobody shares it. Mm. And if we were a bit more honest and a bit more able to share, I'm sure people would appreciate that they're not the only one because it feels yeah, like the it, only it, it does. And it's difficult, it's difficult sometimes. I've probably been to like head teacher clusters or other meetings where I've come away, was I whinging? Was I, and, and I wasn't yeah. doing that, I was just trying to normalize it. And I, yeah. I came across, I don't know if you've crossed paths with um, Steph at Laughology, mm. um, but th- there was a quote, and it's something along the lines of the wind blows the hardest at the, the, the top of the mountain. And it can feel like that sometimes, yeah. you know, you actually, you can feel quite vulnerable and quite fragile when you get to that point. But unless you've, you know, you've been in that position, everyone else feels like you're untouchable and, you know, you do your own yeah. thing. And it it can be such a lonely, yeah. vulnerable p- position to to be in. But we sometimes need to remind ourselves that, you know, the view at that top of that mountain and the privilege, you know, that pressure. Can you remember the, the, the footballers, the, the, the women footballers talked about pressure as a privilege fairly recently. Mm. And in a way, it, it, it is, you know, yeah. I have this huge privilege of, of leading this amazing school with, with kids and stuff I adore. But it does come at a cost at times, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think on the, on the BBC thing, I think there were a lot of heads. Certainly I got some feedback from heads saying how pleased they were that you'd done it. Uh, and what a brave thing to do, because everyone has that fear. If I say something wrong, it'll come back to bite me the next mm. time we're inspected. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and the point that I made when I went on there was I, I genuinely believe that nine out of ten inspectors are so, you know, some yeah. very high figure that they're great, you know, and there's absolutely a place for them. But my worry is that you just get the wrong team who, you know, the person who comes in, who doesn't get, you know, me dancing around in sequined lycra and Britain's Got Talent. You know, that's not for everybody. <laughs> but we talk about, you know, that that, that shows up. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We're, we're yeah. approached with kind of what you want for your kids. But there'll be equally people out there that go, hmm, sequined lycra. That's not mm. for a teacher. Really, we'll, we'll just pick up on that point because... Uh, we will put some little uh, some pictures of what Dave has created. We're in a sort of little ante room here. It's sort of like a comfortable room, a sort of quiet room. Um, but outside there, there's a, a community coffee shop which is going to open in two or three weeks' yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And just picking up on the point there that um, there may be one or two inspectors who come here and go, "Do you know what, Dave? You know, all of this work, you know, all this coffee shop, which is amazing. You know, it could make a big difference to the community." Actually, have you have you taken your eye off the ball oh. in the school? Oh, you know? I totally agree. Oh, we, we don't do any teaching and learning. It's all about learning to, to make a perfect coffee. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's always got brilliant pieces of coffee. Yeah. It's life skills. We're going to have 500 baristas. <laughs> um, do, 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 you know, do you know what? Um, we, we, we do the teaching and learning brilliantly. I genuinely think, you know, it's the staff who've done the hard work. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've done all sorts of things. The, the lessons are brilliant. The setup, the rooms are fantastic. The experience that they have. The love, the care that those children, the families receive 
is first class. It's incredible. I'm so proud of it. But what I would argue is that, you know, some of our children, they're going home to a life that's not great. Some of our families, their life is very, very tough at the minute. And we can do everything that mm. we can Monday to Friday, nine till three. But what about the, the issues with unemployment, with mental health, with loneliness, you know, on an evening or a, or a weekend? Yeah. I, I genuinely believe that some of the biggest gains it, 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 it to be had there. So let's try and address them. And, and the reality is, I wish I had time to come over here and make coffee all day. The reality <laughs> is I don't. And, and it has. It's been a labour of love. You know, every day of the holidays, I was here pretty much, you know, on an evening, on a weekend. But is it going to make, you know, I'm really proud of what we have here. It yeah. makes me smile. There's a few children being over. It makes them smile. It's something really exciting. It's something that I think will make a massive difference. And it's absolutely, you know, I think it's going to be completely transformational. Now, the yeah. amazing thing, Stan, wasn't it, that Dave was saying that there's no school funds. Nope. Gone well, into this now for anybody out there that's thinking public money <laughs> is going on that lovely like coffee, coffee machine, machine that looks like it could control a spaceship. <laughs> um, th the reality is, you know, we we built relationships with a uh, local GP, Mark Spencer from Five Course Medical Services, FCMS, and and over the years we always talked about the fact that you've got NHS over here, education, social services. We're all working in our little silos, but we're all trying to achieve the same mm. thing. But we talked for years about wouldn't it be brilliant to have somewhere where, you know, maybe that regenerative housing based himself in here once a week, that the, the PCSOs come and have a breathe through there. Um, and, and eventually we got to the point where we put a bid in for some funding and we found it. And, and it's been six, seven years in the making. Yeah. And it has been stressful. And there's been times where you think that's not going to happen. But some of the more exciting things, it takes a long time. It takes, you know, you've got to keep overcoming those obstacles. So yeah, no public money has been spent on this coffee shop. Staffing or your coffee cups or anything like that. I, I can have done very well. I, <laughs> I think one of the things that struck me though about it was that it, it's it's conveying a sort of different way of living as well. It's it's giving a more sort of settled, clear structure to you know, how you have a coffee, how you have snacks and all that sort of stuff. If you're if you're a young person or a family, you know, struggling with uh, you know financial issues or whatever sometimes these are the things that you know don't happen in the way yeah. that you know that, fortunate I, to I just think the, the way you've embraced the community yeah this this will act as a symbol of that Ra rather than what it achieves whether people come in and have coffees or not i'm sure they will but but actually this is the gateway to the community mm. and i mean the quality of what you've got is probably i'm guessing better than than in the surrounding areas so you, you're actually starting serving coffee at a standard that's probably above yeah. most other places so it's not that we're, we're doing cheap coffee and we, we just want to get our parents in it, it's i think it's setting a standard to say to the community come on yeah, we can do some. I, mean, I got goosebumps there. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I am quite an emotional person. It'll come as no surprise. It's <laughs> one of the country's most famous ugly criers. Um, but you, you, do you know what? It, it's tough in Florida, and I'm proud of my, my, my roots back in Hartlepool. But I think what we, we've, you know, we struggled through our way through COVID. We've got through that. Now you've got cost of living, and actually, in many ways, think that that's hit harder than, mm. than anything mm. else. And I think there's a little bit of shortage of hope in our country at the minute. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm over-egging it. 
and and hopefully this is a thing you know a symbol of hope that you know when we do something we do it properly yeah and you know you'll be treated everybody will be treated exactly the same but if your life's in crisis as it is for lots of our community mm-hmm. at the minute we're going to bring you in in somewhere really lovely not some you know a horrible public building with your magnolia and your purple you know you know it's just yeah. with the rubbish coffee that's just a bit miserable we want it to be a positive uplifting place that you want to come and spend a bit of time we'll help you get back and you know we've got agencies and groups galore wanting to be a part of it yeah. you know if that's their remit but let's do it somewhere really nice if you're going to do something do it properly. I didn't, we didn't want eight out of ten, not nine. Out, we wanted a ten. I said that. Yeah, to you. you did. In you Blackpool, did. if you're going to do something, do it properly, and and that's hopefully the message that we get with our parents. You know, it's certainly what what I've picked up. Yeah, on yeah. the visit so far today. Yeah, I really appreciate that. It's really kind of you. Okay, well, um, we've been chatting for about what twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> I think we could probably go on for a couple of hours. Could, to yeah. be honest. Well, let's quickly get on to what's caught our eye. Now, we drove. Stan, I drove Stan up to uh, Fleetwood, and there was one issue that caught our eye. Yeah, do, um, do you want to do it then, Stan? No, I mean you can start. It's it's the the COVID inquiry and the apparent chaos for me of of leadership at a time of crisis and. Everything I've read so far it just reminds me of, of schools that I've seen in crisis mm. where the leadership's weak and people who shouldn't really take over the leadership do uh, and people go their own way and you create cliques and the cliques are all fighting against each other instead of doing what they should do or looking after themselves rather than looking after the church. So for me, it was a complete and, and direct comparison with, with an organisation I know more about schools than, than most organisations, but an organisation in chaos because the leadership isn't doing its job. Mm. I was really shocked at the misogynistic language that was yeah. being used by um, advisors um, to members of staff who were actually just doing their job. Um, I mean, I know there will be some that will say, well, you've only heard one side of the story. Um, but actually... I think it's difficult to row back from a, a something that's been yeah. written down um, as evidence. But, you know, the thought I, I was saying to you, Stan, on the way that you know, if ever there was a problem, I, I, I've never, ever thought, oh, well, the problem's because we've got a woman doing it mm-hmm. or we've got a man doing it. I mean, if we have a problem, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's around how we resolve that together. It's not a, a, a blaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I've tried to avoid getting to a blaming culture um you know maybe times when i've been lazily sort of thinking oh it's probably you know of yeah. this member's of, this member star but the fact that it's male or female has nothing to do with it no. at all no. i was I, really shocked at the the nature of that sort of language i think the other thing that shocked me was the fact that we've got paid advisors specialist advisors spads who were making decisions and, and as it turns out according to the evidence were making policy decisions and they're not elected the, mm. the, there's there's no public say of who who gets picked to do that, how they get picked, what they do, and and I know they have their own views of things, but they shouldn't be deciding policy. They should be advising the people who who make the policies. Yeah, do you know why? I, I, it actually hurt when 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 I was reading some of the things, and it hurt because I think it only confirmed what we thought at the time. Yeah, and that's what I heard because we knew it, but I think we all gave them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And and I'll never forget, you know, we came in, there was a, can you remember when um, the unions went about um, striking and saying that it wasn't safe to go in? Mm. Uh, and it was the Christmas period. And we took the decision on the weekend 
we felt that certain that the schools were going to close, we weren't going to reopen. And we came in on the Sunday and we planned for that full closure. That Sunday was the day when the Prime Minister of the time said that they were confident that the schools were safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was, I, it was exactly yeah, yeah, the same yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. So he, that Prime Minister was on the Sunday morning programme. Yeah. yeah. But you took a decision. And, and, and we met, we got all of SLT in on a Sunday. And we came up with a plan B and we said, we're not, we, the, the children, the R rate, you know, we were on top of our stats and things like that. We we were that confident that we were going to close. We didn't open. And we, we went on Facebook Live. We, we communicated right. with our parents and we didn't open because we knew that that was the best thing to do. And yet, like you said, we went on television that Sunday morning to say it was open. And then by the following night, the schools were closed. Right. And, yeah. and And that was tough for us. You know, we knew that there would be some people that gave us a bit of grief that that you know that wasn't the right thing to do. The rest of the schools are open, and sure enough, twenty four hours later, and and I think what what our guiding principle was: what's the right thing to do? What do we genuinely yes, think is the right yeah. thing to do? And it just for me, it's the absence of that in government. It was about what looks best, what are the best options, yeah. what's going to get us through this, and and that that should never. Ironically, what would have kept them in a stronger position is if actually if they were genuinely done throughout what was best for the country and the people they would have come through it so much stronger yeah. than trying to play it politically at the time and it, yeah. it just hurt but you know it, it felt incredibly stressful and it was such a massive weight to carry around leading the skill during that time yeah. um and and for the powers that be to be kind of the messaging i would never send some of those messages no i no. can't imagine ever Wording anything, anything even similar yes. to that, yeah. Um, and it just, it just hurts a little bit knowing what it felt like on the ground, as it were, to know that that's what was going yeah. on at the highest levels. Of the I think the other thing that irked me was the now masks, whether you agree with them or not. That at the time they were saying, should, should we have masks in school? And the education secretary resisted it, not because of any science, not because he didn't know whether it was better for children or not but because the unions wanted it and he wasn't prepared to give anything mm. to the union. So we've got a decision made not about the children, made about how it looks for me if I give way to the unions on something. Mm. I mean, uh, I think I think we all tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. This was yeah. completely new. But some of the things that have come out, you know, you can imagine, I, I'd be out of a job if I did some of the things yeah. that... Yeah, that, yeah we've know, said this many times. I, I would literally be out of a yeah. job and I would expect to be out of a job. Yeah, yeah. It, that, we've used the word humility haven't we and also i think the fact that th there was a sense of wanting to show i think the government wanted to show that they were leading or they 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 were doing the right thing you know but actually i think that got to a point of it being slightly arrogant and actually when things then didn't quite work out the way they wanted them to be there was no sense of there was no real humility in it it was yeah. around oh we've now decided whereas i think if it was set up as you know this is really difficult you know, yeah. I think if, 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 we, we might get things wrong. Yeah, if if on those, those three podiums, you know, the prime minister or the health secretary said, "This is really hard." You know, we've never faced anything like this before. You know, it's it's a journey together, but actually, and along the way, we may get some things yeah. wrong, but we can generally say, "Have we always used the uh, <laughs> the evidence?" Well, you know, I mean, but that's what they would say, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I can remember as a head getting so I can't even remember what it was I got wrong, but I stood in front of the whole staff and said look i've i've got this wrong this is you know i'm new yeah. to this job i'm not going to get everything right and i've got this one wrong and i walked back to my office and i thought it's resign time 
But actually, the staff appreciated that more than, than anything, just to say, you know, sorry, yeah. I, I did think this would work, it's not worked, and we're going to change. was was far better than yeah. ploughing on with it to show it, did, it would work yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. So, Dave, what's caught your eye this week? Oh, oh man. Um, I think I think Gaza, mm. um, you know, Israel, Palestine, and... I don't really know how to articulate it all because I'm ever, you know, probably like lots of people, I don't feel like I know enough about it. No. Um, and I've read up, I've watched videos, you know, I've I've watched, you know, like versions for children. Yeah, it's yeah, as it sounds. Yeah, I've been talking, yeah. you know, I've watched news round, you know, you know, children's insight because it's so complicated and complex and nuanced. Um, and and it's just it's just hard. You know, we you know there there are lots, you know, thousands of, of innocent civilians being killed but then it's very very politically and it you know it's loaded and mm. and i don't really know you know how to talk about it what's okay what's not and what i should be thinking because mm. i'm conscious i don't know enough about it and i would imagine there's lots of other teachers and people working schools who don't know how to talk about it all i do know that there are lots and lots of people dying mm. yeah. and, and that is really difficult to you know to, to watch on the, on the television um, yeah. I've got three kids myself. I don't know how to explain yes. that, that no. to them. It's interesting, the narrative around Ukraine-Russia, that became very polarised, didn't it? In very a way. quickly. Was, very quickly. There was this sort of, the, the invader was viewed negatively. You know, Ukraine's territory had been invaded. Yeah. This this is a much more complex, nuanced sort of situation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but I think the, the problem is the culture of, of probably many countries now, because of what's gone on in the last five, ten years, is that you pick a side and you stick mm. to it, and and you can't do the look. There are innocent people on both sides mm. dying. Why can't we just mm. stop mm. that that bit? Doesn't you're either on one side or the other. And for me, I, I never like that being pushed into supporting one team against the other. I'd rather be able but, to. But then you worry about you know at the moment I do worry about speaking up, you know, yeah. trying to articulate it. For, for fear of causing offence yeah. or sounding misinformed, you know, yeah. uninformed, yeah. misinformed. Yes. Um, and, and we do need to talk about it, but it's just, yeah, it's oh, just mm. tragic. Mm. It's interesting. We, before we got onto this, we were talking about behaviour policies, weren't we, and attitudes to behaviour. And you mentioned the point that really, in a way, the, the, the polarisation, which is where we yeah. were in our discussions, because there are some advocates of a particular type of That's approach, right against somebody perhaps with a more liberal approach you know i don't know who you could be referring to <laughs> no, but, but actually we talked you talked yeah. about um a common ground well yeah i just think it's what works yeah. it's it's not hard yeah. it's it's schools find what works best for them and if they are interested in a different regime and want to try mm. that and and it then it makes things better and it works great but there'll be schools that it doesn't work in mm. and there are other approaches and instead of advocating there is again one fix and if you do it this way it will fix everything education's been going too long to have missed the one fix so i just think what works in your school in the context of your school is what you should be looking for not a theoretical model that you can apply how has your attitude to behavior changed then because you you were saying before you're in sort of quite a leafy school. Yeah, no, I was in now, a more well, well, hang, just take us through that journey. So, you, how many headships have you had? Uh, so, I'm, I'm five schools in. Um, five, I'm five, yeah. I, I, so, I was, 
two two financial schools in the northeast. Um, I was definitely when I, I left the northeast, came over to Holtner Sands and other Lancashire school. Mm. There, deputy head for a couple of years, acting head for two terms, and then I was at another school in a much more affluent area for five years, and then nearly eight years here. And and I so think, how's your attitude to behaviour? Um, I mean, I, I vividly remember thinking zero tolerance is the way to go. <laughs> zero tolerance. <laughs> I mean, I do. And that was me. Um, and 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 very you know very quickly in a, in a tougher area, it was like that, that that's not going to work. Did you yeah. think that being a parent influenced your thinking on that, or do you think it was just no, your professional think, life? I think I just I just you know I was a good lad at school. Mm. And I stuck in. I was a bit of a swat, and I, and I think you know I follow the rules. So everybody else should follow yeah. the rules, and. And I think over the years, you know, you know, you know, trauma informed practice seems to divide people on that. But we've done a lot of work on that. We've very much gone down the the Paul Dix relational approach, and it works like a treat for us. Yeah, um, it it really does, and it challenges some staff. You know, the, you know, but we still have consequences. We still have lots of things. You know, and the names that you smiled about, you, you seem to have. I'm going to go there. Hi, <laughs> hi, Paul and Tom. Um, but you've got Tom Bennett on one side, and yeah. you've got Paul Dix on the other. And and I and I'm with you. Actually, there is somewhere in between, and we're very much more down towards the Paul Dick side. But actually, I did say I was honest, and that you know maybe at high school there is more of a place for that because they're older, they're more mature, they, they yeah. can cope and they can deal with that. I would always argue that there is a bit of a pl- place for, for for both, and you you magpie the best bits, and you, and you will meet where works for your catchment, for your staff, for for your children. But we have gone down the relational approach. You know, we don't shout to the children. But when you know when I want to take you back over to you'll see that the children are polite, they're friendly, that you know they will listen to to the adults. There's a really lovely culture going on over there. But other schools might need something different. Yeah, yeah. You know, horses for courses. I think when I was teaching in the city Salford, that it was like a hybrid, that that you you formed a relationship with the children that was that strong that they would do as you asked them to do, uh, as long as you 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 weren't making fun of them. Mm. And I can remember um, an advisor coming in and saying, well, I bet you have real problems with these children. And there were two year six lads out of my class walking down the corridor. And I said, lads, will you just sit down and put your hands on your head? And they did it. And he went, wow. But afterwards, I had to go to those two lads and say, sorry about that. I wasn't trying to humiliate you. I was just making a point and you just happened to turn up. Because if I damage that relationship, they won't do it the next time. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, that that relationship is so important. And it, it has taken quite a long time to get to this point where they will push those boundaries, they will yeah. they will challenge it because some of those children, their life is very stressful. That you know, there's a lot of shouting going on, it can be quite, you know, it can be quite tough for lots of different reasons, stressful households. And they're shouting at them, they they're used to that. You know, we know like I, I often think of if if as an adult, if I ever shouted at you which would be really weird. Well, um, but our relationship would never yeah, be the same yeah, again. Yeah. Even if I was really stressed, you'd always be a little bit yeah. wary. And I say that to staff, when we shout to, you know, when we shout, if, if we ever shout to that child, they're always going to be a bit wary. Yeah. You know, for us, it's about, you know, it's about trying to understand it and fixing it. And there'll still be a consequence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that relationship, it, it does, I mean, the, the Pardex stuff, we're, we're big fans of Pardex. So yeah, you know, <laughs> we've all got the book and everything, but, but it works for us. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not sure it would work everywhere. And I'm not sure no. that we would have done this seven, eight years ago when I first started here and where we were, but we were ready for it because of the, I think the journey leading up to the last couple of years. Yeah. I can remember members of staff joining us from various schools when we were really tough in the city school and me having to say as deputy, you need to bend with the wind yeah. in this school. You know, yes, there'll be things that are not acceptable and we'll deal with those, 
but don't overreact the first time. You you need to bend. If you don't bend, you'll snap. Mm-hmm. I think your thresholds can be different in different skills, and yeah. they might disagree with that. No, I absolutely but, but agree. It, it is different for different children. You know, there's something that happened today that it came to light some of the things that had gone on at home yesterday, and you can kind of understand why the child's not in a great place. We know as adults when you've got things going on, you can deal with things inappropriate, you know, not as well as you would have done. Um, well, you yeah. can imagine, say, for, I moved from inner city Salford to uh, Ramsbottom as head in leafy suburbs, and the first complaint was a child pulling faces at somebody on the way home. And you think, wow. But <laughs> afterwards you think, no, actually, if that's if that's the level, I need to deal with it. Exactly. I, mm. it, it's a different level altogether, but I, I'd still need to deal exactly. with it. Exactly. Totally agree. Yeah. Mm. Well, our chat has gone on for 30 minutes or so. <laughs> um, I just want to thank you, Dave, for no, thank you, the We're going to have a little look around the school now. Um, and anybody interested in seeing what Dave McPalm's done at... Uh, his school, he's very open to accepting visitors. Yeah, I feel more than welcome. And I'd really welcome you to come and have a look at the community space that he's developed here. It's absolutely amazing. And so, have some superb coffee. Yeah. But um, if you've got big pockets, pay the right price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people should pay more if they've got, if if they've got the nah, money. No, we, we, we're not all about making profit. It's about the experience. <laughs> okay, well, until next week, uh, thank you all for watching or listening, and uh, Frankenstein Chat will be back next Friday. Thank you. Bye-bye.